listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Hi everyone, I'm Sky from Kelly and today, rather than just having one guest, we have two special guests. Um, I'd like them to introduce themselves. Welcome to this Hong Kong Life podcast. Hi Sky, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Shannon, I'm 16 this year and I go to an international school. Welcome to the show Shannon and who is your friend? So hi, I'm Miriam, thank you for having me on the show. Um, I am 17 and I also go to an international school. Cool, so Shannon and Miriam, like, how did you guys meet each other? Okay, actually, really funny story, because my aunt and her dad used to work together. And so before Miriam, like, went to a local school, and she came to my school. And so when we actually first met, we were so awkward around each other. And it was just, like, my aunt and her dad, like, saying hi, and we just, like, waved to each other. But then, like, later on, we were, like, in the same class, so we got really close, and yeah. That's cool. So that was your side of the story, Shannon. How about you, Miriam? I guess I'll continue on from that story. So we were in the same class a few years ago now. And then we started talking a lot and we kept calling and hanging out a lot. And when Shannon moved to another school, like we kept meeting up like twice a week. And so we still managed to keep our friendship going strong. And it's all been going really well. I really love that, you know, you guys kind of have really kept up with your friendship over time. And even though you're now in different schools, you still manage to do that. I think that's really awesome. I think a lot of people often think about teenage relationships and they say, oh, it's really short-lived. How do you guys keep, you know, supporting each other as friends? Shannon, do you want to go first? Yeah, like I always knew, like when I left my old school that I wanted to keep like a friendship with Miriam. And so putting that as like, a priority like even when school got really busy or there's like a lot of homework we still made sure to call each other and like make time for each other so I think that's like super important that's really cool and and Miriam how about you like what's something that you feel like you guys have both done to really support one another over the years I think the common saying or thinking that um, a lot of teenage friendships are short-lived is actually true and it's also why when you do meet a friend that you really do connect with and click with, you have to hold on to them tight and by that it means you have to invest time and because as teenagers we're in school, we're busy, so instead of finding time for your friends, I think what a very good way is to make time for them and for example schedule like a call on a weekend or go out and have lunch with a friend or go cycling, just simple things like that really do add up. That's really cool. feel like just with that you know you guys have already given us peer support 101 (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) so Miriam I just really come to you tell us a little bit about yourself have you always lived here in Hong Kong so I actually I was born in Hong Kong and I lived here for around quite a few years even into my primary education and then I actually moved to Malaysia and I lived there for a while and I moved back to Hong Kong and even within that I actually have been traveling a lot because my mom especially she loves traveling and so I've been able to because of that see a lot of different cultures and like meet different people around the world. Very cool. How do you find living in Malaysia versus living in Hong Kong? So in Malaysia I actually lived in the out 
outskirts of KL, so I wasn't actually in the city. So in Hong Kong, I feel as though when I'm back here, everything is very fast-paced. When you go to any restaurant, people are always rushing the waiter, saying, "Where's my food?" But whereas when I go back to Malaysia, because I do live outside of the city, I always feel a lot more like calmer, and I feel a sense of peace that I don't really get here. And people, I think, because of that, they cherish like talking to one another more. Whereas everything here is just very fast-paced all the time. Yeah, I can totally see that happening. I think I feel that as well a lot of the time, which is why COVID-19 has been so nice because everything seems to have slowed down just a little bit for us. So, you know, in terms of the fact that you've traveled around so much, do you feel that Hong Kong is your home? Do you speak Cantonese? How do you identify yourself? I think I've always somewhat had an identity crisis, actually, because, for instance, like I grew up in Hong Kong, but I also lived in Malaysia. I used to go to a local school, but I now go to an international school. I've lived in the city, and I've lived outside the city. So there's just a lot of, I guess, different parts of me that are. Technically, what we deem as opposites, so it's kind of conflicting sometimes. But I think I've been able to find my middle ground in that, and I think because I've been able to see all these different things around the world as well, like I feel very privileged and very grateful for my parents and my family. It's really good to have that kind of a perspective as well, isn't it? So, Shannon, I wanted to kind of come back to you. You know, I mentioned earlier, you know, COVID nineteen has been, you know, much slower. So, for you during COVID nineteen, you go to an international school. That's what you said. Is it a British system, American system? Other type of system. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I actually go to a school that goes by the American system, and so we have AP exams that are actually so usually we would take them at school or some like testing center depending on the exam. But then now we have to do it online, and it's the same time zone for the whole world. So we're doing it at like 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. Hong Kong time. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. So. So, how has living online actually been for you then? If you have to be awake and alert for exams at two and four in the morning, yeah, it's actually been like the first few exams that I had were quite stressful, and like I have to sleep in the afternoon to be like alert at night. But then teachers have been like super supportive as well, like giving us pep talks on Zoom before the actual exam. So yeah, that's been really nice. So when do you study then? I study before the whole exam starts. So like during the exam period, I'm just trying to like get my sleep and like stay calm, basically. So how long was this exam period where you had to take exams at two and four in the morning? Oh, so for me, I got pretty lucky. Basically, all the exams are like two weeks, and so mine got stacked at the end. So that was pretty nice. But I know some friends who had like exams all spread out over the two weeks. So that was probably a lot harder for them. I can't imagine. So when everything is dark and Hong Kong is sleeping, there's actually a group of you who have been really awake past midnight trying to do these. Exams. How do you think it's going to affect your scores? I, I have no idea because they cut down the exam by a lot, so we only have written sections. So yeah, that might definitely affect the curve that they're going to give and maybe like scores that we get. So we're just really unsure about the whole system that they're using. Do you know if this is the first time ever that you know they've done this, where people have to wake up at weird hours to take exams? I think it's the first time they're offering online exams, but I know that for certain countries, maybe in like China, they've had to wake up at like two and four as well before. So it's not unusual for them, but this whole online kind of system they're using is definitely new. Would you recommend it to others? I mean, if you're like a night person, I guess, but like probably not. 
Yeah, no, it sounds really taxing. I mean, unless you are somebody who's used to all-nighters, you know, you're basically changing your entire pattern of sleep. Have you recovered from that now? Yeah, I actually didn't think it was too hard for me to get used to. I don't usually sleep late, but I think as long as I get enough sleep in the afternoon, I was fine, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're okay, and I hope, Shannon, that your exams actually end up being okay after all of this. Miriam, have you had that similar experience or your system is different? So I take the IB, which is a two-year course, and because I'm in the first year of IB, we actually don't have any public examinations this year. And actually, even though we had components that were meant to be taken in year 12, our school could push it back to year 13. But as a result of that, my year 12 internal school exams have been pushed back to right after summer. So I would be back in school in August, and a week later, I think I would be taking 12 papers. Wow. Okay, so basically, maybe you don't have to wake up at midnight to do exams, but you have a whole bunch of sort of writing that has to come afterwards as well. Oh, okay. That's a lot that you're having to look forward to as well. So, I mean, I I know that, you know, this whole year has been a bit weird, hasn't it? And I know that schools have now reopened. A lot of people are are wondering how young people are faring, like how that transition has been for you all. Can I ask you to share a little bit about that? Perhaps I'll ask Shannon to go first. I think definitely the transition at first was super hard, especially not knowing like when we can get back to school especially like after they extended the like deadline indefinitely but now that we're going back to school it's like I haven't gone back yet but definitely like I'm excited to see my friends but it's going to feel really weird especially with all the regulations that's gonna be like in place kind of regulations uh, are you aware of that's happening and how do you think that's going to affect all of you? So we have shifts in our timetable that are like actually major shifts so our classes has been like cut down by a lot and we have a lot of time just like in between so like people are not like packed in the hallways also like they impose the rule where we can't stand like one meter like we have to be one meter apart from other people which is quite crazy to think about just because like our normal conversations are very like it's gonna be very different yeah how are you gonna be personally enforcing this one meter do you think so we use the length of our arm span and so we have to like hold it out by i feel like it's gonna be difficult at times too to keep this rule yeah i can imagine and i imagine a lot of shouting as well um which could be misinterpreted at some other type of conversation and how about you miriam what are your thoughts So I've actually been back at school for a day already. And I think actually the transition is actually not as difficult as most of us think. Before going back to school, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to have to mentally, emotionally like prepare myself. But I think once you kind of shift that mindset, you can just kind of treat COVID as sort of an extended period of time. And actually what we've been doing as a school, because it was only my grade that went back to school, um, some of the teachers have been asking us actually what is something that we can take away from COVID and the online learning system and how can we incorporate that so I think this is a really good way of trying to turn something that's bad which is obviously the virus is awful since so many people are suffering from it but you know at the same time as a school we're also striving to take something out of it and I think that's a very beautiful thing. 
That's really cool. It's a very positive way of kind of getting everyone to think about in the future. And do you feel more empowered, even though you're a student and you've been asked to share your opinion about it? Empowered is probably not the word I would use because I guess I've always been quite active within my school and I've always voiced my opinion. But there definitely is, especially with our teachers, I feel as though students have been growing closer and talking more to their teachers. That's a really good thing. I mean, I think you know one of the things that has been going around in Hong Kong has been a lot of adults are quite worried about how COVID nineteen has affected young people's mental health. And with teachers, you know, getting close to students, do you feel like that's something that could really help you know young people like yourselves to really be able to open up more about your mental health situation or things that you might be facing? Maybe I'll start with you, Miriam. Yeah, for sure. So I actually I've always kind of had a habit of talking to teachers a lot, but I also want to say that. Not everyone is like that, and it's not. I don't know if I can say it's for everyone, but because I've always talked to teachers more than I guess my peers in a way, I would go out to them when I'm upset and talk to them. It really gives me a safe space, and because I know that they've kind of been through this whole teenage phase, and so it's a really comforting thing. But I would say you should also just be careful with who you're talking to because you want to make sure you're comfortable. And I get that it's not for everyone, but if it is an option for you, I think you should definitely go for. Thanks for that. And Shannon, what do you think? I think that when school, like some teachers, like told me that like one of the main reasons they even want students to go back to school is not necessarily for the learning, but more for our mental health. So I think it's really cool that they're able to recognize that. And I think, at least for me, my teachers have been really supportive in terms of wanting our opinion on like how we're doing, as well as just like being a lot more flexible with deadlines. So yeah, I think our school has done a really good job with that and seeing. Our friends going back to school—it's gonna be a change, but I'm definitely up for it. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you so much for both of you and for sharing—you know, just a little bit of your life experiences, but also just how this period of time has affected you. Before we end off, I just wanted to see if both of you had some advice for other young people out there, whether it's on holding on to friendships, like the way that both of you have, or just you know how to kind of face the summer, regardless of where. Maybe I'll start with you, Miriam. I would say hold on tight and take it one day at a time. If you're anything like me, I like to plan everything. But because of the current situation, you kind of have to learn to adapt. And actually, adapting is a very great thing once you kind of get the hang of it. Because I guess as a person, I've been quite adaptable to my environment. But I guess I didn't expect a lot of this. So it's learning how to deal with uncertainty. And I think if you take it one day at a time with good support around you as well, your mental health would definitely get better. Thanks for that. And you, Shannon? I think definitely like learning to reach out to other people when. You're not feeling the best is always good, and finding people that you feel comfortable talking to is also super important. Cool. Well, thank you so much to both of you. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Miriam, for joining us. And for those of you who are tuning in, listening in, if you want to nominate a friend to join the show, let us know or message us later. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you. Nominate yourself or a friend to share next, or drop us a note at hklife at kely dot org. That's Hong Kong Life at Kelly dot org. See you next time. <laughs>